Hello. Stephen Mitchell. Hey, this is Jay. This is Jay Michaels. If I'm on the line, you're on the air. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> oh, no, it's recorded, so don't have a heart attack. Oh, okay, cool. Though you should not be shocked at anything, you dirty dog. <laughs> I'm actually down, I'm down in Tampa enjoying some uh, humid, humidity. Humidity. Weather. Humidity is what your show is filled with. Thank you very Date much. Date me, do me, dump me. <laughs> Holy mackerel, pass. I'm blushing from the title. You're going to love it. <laughs> tell it's me about it. Tell our, tell our listeners about it. This, it sounds hilarious. Tell us about it. Well, I have, I have, I have this amazing uh, set of songs, which became, it was like a concert. The show, the show started as a concert, and uh, they were all music. It was music by the Two Chicks and Acacio, which they're not around anymore, but their music still is. So I tied the songs together with dating stories that actually happened to me. <laughs> but I, 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 I changed them all around, and they actually now um, are told by women. So it's like it's a woman show. The songwriters are women. It's uh, women performers. The story and all of the stories are me, though. Um, so I'm like the connecting tissue of all of this. So, so and number it, one, uh, my sincerest condolences. Thank you very uh, much. So I have a, in this in this version, it's a 60 minute show um, that the uh, the four actors in the show they operate themselves entirely, um, weaving in and out of the audience and including them in, into the show, um, listening to their own dating stories, listening to uh, what the audience brings into it too, and then there is a secret prize at the end of the show that um, is awarded to the winner of the best show. Oh, best so story. cool! Best story. That's <laughs> why I figured you meant. Oh, so cool! Yeah. So we have audience participation. So aside from the rehearsed horror stories, we get some spontaneous ones each night. That's that's right, and you can't believe uh, what an audience full of drunk adults will share. Um, some of the things <laughs> that have. have have come up I'm not even going to get into and it would be embarrassing to tell if my grandmother was listening to this. I, I'm, I'm not too surprised. I had another uh, a cabaret artist perform and at one point during her story she had mentioned a, a terrible husband and uh, one of the audience members who definitely had her two drink minimum plus got up and <laughs> says, divorce his ass! And so <laughs> yeah. I could imagine you have quite the ruckus audience in this. So this oh, is great. It, it, so so you have taken you've taken the work of, of Two chick, how, how many chicks? Two chicks? There were two chicks. Two chicks and a Casio, and, and you've turned it into this whole musical. I turned it into a musical. It was 90 minutes. Um, this version I call the quickie is a 60-minute show. <laughs> and uh, I, cut out, I cut out a character. She was the bar owner. Um, she was the one that was working the audience. In the other show, I also cut out three songs. This, okay. This um, fits the space better and the time because it's 10 o'clock at night. You know, how long can a show go? I hear you. So I hear you. This is like the per uh, perfect aperitif, you know, to come after whatever you've been doing to sit and uh, have some laps before you go on with your evening. And I guess 10 p.m. is a perfect time for a racy show, too. So so your timing worked out perfectly on that level. Well, I, I think any time is a good time for a racy show. Yes. But we're, <laughs> we're in at 10 o'clock for now. <laughs> and you're at the Broadway Comedy Club, which is a really excellent space. Yeah, we have the upstairs room. It's in the they call it the cabaret room. It's a red room. Right. Um uh, I always think of uh, that that's forget it. The shining the TV show. <laughs> No, no, no. What's the what's the red room? Uh David uh never mind, I can't remember his name. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm thinking of the Shining that red that red rum is murder backwards, but uh, yeah, that's right. That's that's true. So they they did a lot of work in this space. Um, they've created a little cabaret room, and it's tables and chairs, and the audience are my my main goal in the whole thing was to, where to put the show where the audience could feel like they were a part and included in what was happening. Oh, that's great. So, and there's no two shows that are ever alike because of what the audience brings. I was going to say that because the audience is telling you their tales. So, so every night is a laugh riot. Every night is every night's a different show. I've been posting some of the stories on Instagram. Um, oh, great! Uh, and and Facebook, so, so we can get a get to kind of an idea about what to bring in if you're coming to the show. Like, have you, have your story in mind that you want to tell. Um, if you're lucky, you get to win a, win a prize. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I get to tell my story, so I don't know how good that's going to be. Yeah. Um, right. Wow, this is this is really excellent. Now you've been going for a while. You're on hiatus right now while you're while you're away, but it starts again July 25. Yes. Oh no! I mean, no. There's a show tomorrow night, 11th. Excellent. And there's, there's a show on the 18th and a show the 25th. We have three more shows coming up. Oh, okay. And then, and then we're we're discussing what to do with it um, following that in August, possibly an earlier time slot, seven o'clock. Maybe really some cool. more um, theater theater crowd um, people. I, I like to say that if you hate musicals, this is probably the m- best musical you're ever going to see. Um, because it's something that everyone can relate to. I've had uh, someone come to the show, and he hates musicals, and he said, I love this. This is the best show I've ever seen. Well, because no one so, has ever not had a bad date. So, so well, right there. You know, it's the content. The, the subject matter of the songs go from anyone from stalking uh, a man to um, something that's poking her in her thigh um, unexpectedly <laughs> um, during a makeup session. Um and uh, defining who we who they are as women, they're too much woman, and that's the end of the show. The final number is too much woman, and they 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 um, are professing their power um, or their strength, and they're never they're never going to be they're never going to play the victim role. They're always going to be on top. Now, now this is very interesting. I didn't know this when you when you said this just now. So this is your these are some of your dating horror stories that you have they're, you have essentially uh, put into their mouths. Yeah, they're they're my dating stories. That's exactly right. Yeah, and um, so I turn, I turn them around uh, as as told by a woman. So, quote unquote, you're straightening them out, if you will. Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah, sure. How brilliant um, is that? Because you're making this show universal. <laughs> it's it's absolutely brilliant. You're making the show universal. No one's going to walk in and say, "Oh, that won't happen to me because I'm whatever." No, this is everybody can can relate right. to this show now. That's true. And I also created these characters. They're kind of cartoonish. The four um, main actors in the show, we have uh, one named Penny. Um, Penny is kind of a full-figured woman. Um, she's working on her confidence skills. We have Grace, who's a blue-collar. She's a mechanic. Um, she's from middle America. We have Phyllis, who's an uptight know-it-all. Um, she's been around the block, and she can set you straight, uh, correct your mistakes mm-hmm. while you're at it. And then the other one is, uh, is Tina, and Tina is... Well, we kind of give her a backstory of being in the pharmaceutical business, and she likes to sample all of her drugs. Um, so we have these four characters, and they're they're not really people; they're just ideas of people. Um, you would never actually meet someone like this. They're just very cartoonish and hilarious. Um, it sounds to me I, I won't I won't necessarily say you'd meet exactly like them, but it sounds like you're taking the representative of so many different kinds of people. <laughs> uh, That's the idea. Again, so, so okay, gay, straight, uh, 
big, small, tall, thin, whatever ethnicity, whatever religion, you're basically saying, come and you will identify. Yeah, you're going to be there. You're going to see yourself in this show in some way or another. Oh, that's great. It's so funny. When I looked at your, your photo, I looked around and I said, okay, which one am I? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, that looks like me. So that's exactly. so cool. That's great. What, what gave you the idea to put this together like that? Was it just uh, how brilliant the, the music was or, or was it something gestating in the back of your head? You know, to me, to me, it was, first of all, I never wanted to write the show. I was looking for someone to help me write the show and then no one was interested. I was I was contacting book writers and bloggers, uh, all that were experts on the topic of dating, and no one would reply to me. No one wanted to help, so I just went into it on my own. Okay, well these are my stories. I should probably just tell them myself, and that's kind of the way it happened. I did not intend to be the book writer, mm-hmm. but I ended up doing everything. In fact, now I'm uh, I've arranged the show, I've music directed the show, I've directed. Uh, the show. I'm the repetitor of the show. I'm uh, taking the tickets at the door. I'm running sound. Oh no! Um, what can I say? Oh my oh, gosh! I'm also going to be playing. I'm also playing piano in the show. Oh my god! That's so, probably why I thought it was on hiatus when I heard you were away. <laughs> so, so you have an understudy pianist, ticket seller, lighting designer, and everything uh, for the for tomorrow's show. Exactly, more or less. Yes. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Doing There's it all a yourself. Lot. It's a lot. Actually, um, let me just say, I'm just glad. This is why I'm, I'm glad I'm running it once a week for now. <laughs> uh, duh. Until uh, I get someone else that says, hey, let me step in and take some of this for you. Now, now let me ask you, my, 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 my cause celeb, if you will, is independent theater, because we all end up doing that for our shows. We, we're, always doing, we're always wearing far too many hats than we should. Uh, yep. and, and we can always, we have horror stories. We could do a show called Produce Me, Write Me, Direct Me, and do the exact same <laughs> thing and talk about horror stories what's good about it what is what at the end of the day okay you say phew i wish someone would take the tickets but is there something in you that says i am really glad that it is all my hand my brain my whatever is there something that makes you say i'm really happy to do this well i i want to say first that i wanted to give the show first of all a very um uh, the stamp of quality to me is if, if the songs are are just perfect they're perfectly harmonized. I have four-part women's harmonies that sound just amazing. I took it from the two parts that they had and made four-part harmonies, and it sounds kind of like a Twisted Andrews Sisters in a way. Oh, that's great. But this is this is my this is my stamp of approval is the music. The music has to be first in anything that I do because I'm a musician first. Oh, great. Um, okay. But as as far as I'm so proud of my show, I sit in the back of the theater as I'm watching. At sometimes, and uh, I'm singing along, and the cast is always like poking each other, like look at him, he's singing along with us. Um, and I just have, I'm just beaming from ear to ear because I'm so proud of what I'm looking at. And especially when I see, this is my other thing, if I can see the audience is having a good time and the audience is laughing at something that I wrote or created, I'm super psyched. I'm super pumped. You know, that, that just makes me feel really good that so- I have something. So you're the great painter who who stands in the back of the gallery, and while everyone is trying to analyze that beautiful work of art, you're sitting there saying, that came from my soul. Exactly. Gorgeous. That came from my brain. You know, how did I do it? I I don't know. It was a very slow process. I started this back in 2005. Mm. Yeah. Slowly but surely. 
Well, I, I, I find I find the really good works. You know, when I hear something going up quickly, I'm thrilled for them. But when someone says, oh, yeah, I started this in 1999, then we did a workshop in 2001, whatever, those are the ones you look at because those are the ones that, that, that have grown. They have a life. They have a whole yeah, life I, ahead of them. I, well, I had to take my time. You know, everything happened very slowly for me. I don't, I don't have a background in theater. I have a background in classical music in, uh, and um, uh, ballet. Um, that's where my life has been in the last 30 years is playing oh, for ballet. Gosh. So, All right, this so, is like a, my side dabble, which I really hope turns into something, you know, bigger. Uh, you're the second person I had a, a, a drag performer who was an opera singer. And one day oh, he just okay. decided I'm I'm going to I, I I'm going to 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 do this, and he created a cabaret act that since has been toured internationally. Um, okay. What's uh, what uh, is is there like a culture shock? What happens? Okay, during the day there you are at Turandot and the Nutcracker, <laughs> and suddenly at night you're you're singing these tunes. How do you switch your brain into that? Well, fortunately, I was done at the Met on May, May, uh, like May 2nd, and we started the show May 9th. So I haven't had to do that. I haven't flicked, flicked it on and off. But Gosh. coming up in the fall, you know, we're going to see how that works out. How does that happen immediately? I, I, I have my own tricks when I do it, but I always wonder for someone else, how does it work? Because you have a full culture of one thing, then under a week later, boom, <laughs> another one. What, what do you do in your brain? What, do, do you ever find them crossing over? Do you ever have to like take a moment and have a, a drink and say, okay, wait a minute, let me get into the next head? Or is it just there? No, it's just another well, chamber. I'm, I'm kind of the person that finds a joke in humor in almost anything. Oh, that's so great. whatever I'm doing at the Met is going to be amusing to me in some sense. Um, and uh, I'm surrounded by a great group of people who keep me humorous all day long. That's so uh, I'm I'm kind of in the lighter mode all day anyway. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I might be completely exhausted and just pass out when I get there. And there I, I you go. <laughs> there you go. And then it, I guess it's the other direction. I guess that's the reason that that this show is so good because it has it has the 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 the, the agenda, if you will, of an opera or a ballet. It, you you understand a level of quality that uh, that you're presenting to this, which is amazing. Well, that's my hope. I mean, I I I, I try to consider myself an artist of of sorts. Um, it depends what category you want to put me in. You know, um, so I'm going from the ballet, from classical to to uh, kind of camp and Looney Tunes at night. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I feel like kind of a Looney, the Looney Tune cartoon where the opera singer is singing and then Bugs Bunny's playing the banjo uh, outside. And the opera singer always all of a sudden starts singing like uh, country western songs. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh, of course, I've seen um, every Bugs Bunny. Oh, my. Everything yeah, I know of classical great. music I learned from Bugs Bunny. Exactly. Well, the show is actually watching a little bit like Looney Tunes because it's very campy. It's it's very silly. Um, we with bare bones with props, and we have like uh, a girl coming in. She's coming in. She's going to um, sit and wait for her date. She has a bubble umbrella that says "Love is in the air," and Grace, <laughs> Grace, Grace, who is uh, our our blue collar, um, rough around the edges kind of girl, is spraying her with a water bottle. Um, at the same time, looking like she's in a rainstorm. Oh. So uh, those those kind of things just entertain me to no end. Any, anyone anyone complain? Anyone turn around and say I'm offended that you mentioned this? Because we're in a litigatory society today. Everyone everyone has a, a, a you know a, a, everyone can be indignant now thanks to thanks to uh, uh, an abundance of of information overload, if you will. Anyone come to you and say how dare you say that about people like that? Anyone anyone not take the fun of it? I think that if someone comes to the show and is not offended by something, there's something the matter. 
Um, <sighs> because everyone's going to see um, stories told from both points of view. Um, so, if, yes, it's from me. I'm writing it. The women are telling it. But you know, you, you don't know like which side the person, which side you're going to take when you start hearing the story. Because, for instance, I'm not a stalker. I'm just calling you a lot as a song, <laughs> and it's sung, it's sung very funny by by Tina, who is like on drug overdose. Oh, and, and, uh, good on the drug overdose. So there you go. We know we know during this song we're taking the side of the guy. Okay, gotcha. This girl is this girl is not okay. <laughs> So there are things there, and actually, the longer show has even more to be offended about, and in, in, uh, in racial um, conversations, um, ways that men belittle women and make them feel little, um, to, because then they, men might feel powerful as they're saying it, but it makes the woman feel like, uh, um, you know, low. But we're reversing that in this, and we're giving the women her dignity back. Um, we're, well, I'm trying to. I try to end every story on a positive note or a funny line, and turn it around so that everyone um, understands. Kind of, we're all on the same page in this. Let's understand each other a little better. I mean, there are even conversations during the show about things that are are topics of conversation now. Um, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to give too much away. Of course. Um, but uh, I, I'm working with a great cast, and they're. They could be my children. I'm of an age where they could all be my daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And there were some things that I had in the show through conversations. I, I realized that I have to listen to what they're saying to me as well because they're, they're representing a completely different age group, age bracket, than I, was, than I am in. So I had to modify some things at, at the request or their suggestion, and we, we all worked together. It was... It was, uh, you know, not easy at first. We were all we were all finding each other in this process. Um, but I'm very proud of the show that we ended up with now, and the girls are very confident when they perform it. I'm so happy just to sit back and watch them take take the show. Now, now you it's mentioned your there. age. Your age is different than than the cast's age. Okay, my age, I'm sure, is different than both of your ages. There, um, <laughs> hi, uh, uh, someone my age. Uh, 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 remembering when there were seven channels and not 2,000 channels, um, a- am I going to uh, be able to adhere to it? Someone, someone of an older generation, will we watch this and go, uh-huh, and remember our dating stories? No, no question at all. Everyone is included in this. Um, I've had people that were 14, 15, and came and got an education there <laughs> with their parents. <laughs> and um, members of the show brought their um, elderly aunts and uncles and grandparents, and they were, of course, proud of their daughter, little, their niece, performing on the stage. But they also contributed to the dating stories and won the prize. Oh, that's great. So, so everyone, everyone goes out having a great time. So you got it all with this show. If I sit in the audience... It's age friendly. It's it's gender friendly. It's every everything about it, and and you're pushing the envelope enough that I'm going to learn something. If I have an open mind, I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> well, it's it, it it opens up topics of conversation too that you can take home and think about. Great. So you're making yeah. us laugh, and then you're making us think. That's, that's exactly right. It should be everything should have some kind of educational or or something that's uh, intelligent. This is not. Um, a stupid show. I would not say that. It's for you know people who have discriminating tastes. That's great. Oh, that's great. What happens? What happens after this? Now, hopefully, it gets extended and whatever. Uh, what else is in the fire for you other than this? Uh, do you have uh, you have your sights set on anything else? 
Well, this is the perfect kind of show that would play well in Las Vegas. Oh. So, uh, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen in New York. I'm going to let it run a while and see if I can uh, get some, uh, you know, some uh, just some knowledge about it. I want I want people to know what it is. Um, hopefully, I can get uh, you know a good audience, uh, so I can have numbers and present them to. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get to the Vegas. I was just out there to see things, how things work. Um, it's it's new to me. I'm not in that business. I'm uh, I'm a pianist. So, I'm well, open to suggestions. <laughs> considering you have done everything on the show, it makes total sense that you're just willing to say, okay, the hell with it. We're now going on tour with this. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's not going to be that easy, especially with I have a full-time job, you know, and can't go anywhere until the summers. Right, right, so right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let it sit in New York and see how it goes. I mean, I think also that um, people in England would love a show like this because they can kind of uh, get an insight to middle America and see what that's all about and laugh at it without being affected by it. I'm a huge fan of British television, and there are programs sometimes that have, quote, American characters, and yeah. you could definitely see that the English would have a blast with something <laughs> like this. And, I'm thinking and so, Las too. Vegas, oh, my God. Oh, how brilliant to have it out there. It would be great. It's a kind of a Las Vegas show, actually. Yeah, yeah, it sounds that way. I mean, what I'd like to do is to put three missing songs back in, and extend it back to the 90 minutes and add the um, bar owner who's a stand-up comedian, because she's kind of the link. Um, I have an ethnic, I call it ethnically diverse um, bar owner. Uh, last one I had was played by Miss Crystal Ward, who's a stand-up comedian. Um, she she is the bartender, uh, a bar owner, and she comes in and she's, she knows who the audience is. She's kind of linking us to the characters. Um, the other person that I cut out was the bartender, who's a hot guy who comes in, He's the eye candy of the show. He has no lines whatsoever. He's just there to serve the women. He's uh, just there in the mesh great. outfit. I saw him in the in the postcard. He's there in the mesh outfit. Yes, and in my show, he's just a walk-on role in this uh, short version. In the full version, he's the prop in all of the songs. Oh, okay. So he was much more involved. So in this one, he just stands there and, and gets yelled at and touched by all the women. In this song, he, he, he brings the prizes in. And then they sing a song called Insta Boyfriend. Insta Boyfriend is uh, like a blues number. It's just a, a standard 12-bar blues phrase. Um, and they're talking about, you know, every, ki- every guy that I look at, I think in my head there might be a possibility. And they turn it around into, like, all of these guys that they see, they think it could be their boyfriend. This is my Insta Boyfriend. I'm um, uh-huh. kind, kind of how I live my life, which is a problem. <laughs> You're making an interesting statement there. It just hit me when you say Insta-boyfriend. We are such a social media uh, choking on it uh, culture that, that you know, we, we have friends that we've never met thanks to Facebook and things like that. So you're sort of making a wink to Instagram now that he is, Actually, he's just a living picture. What's funny is, that, yes, people have brought that to my attention also, but these songs came way before Instagram. These songs were done in the 90s. Mm. So they were, they had a a forethought, you know. (laughs) That's pretty cool. A premonition. They, uh, yeah, they apparently, those two chicks were apparently quite clairvoyant. What happened to them? Are they, are they, they're not around anymore, you say. Uh, uh, Do they know about this? Oh, no, I had to license all of the songs. So, yes. Um, And uh, there are two songwriters, Marianne Forti and Leah Gray Mitchell, and she's no relation to me. It's Mm -hmm. Mitchell. Right. Um, they were just two girls um, when I was 
I'm a pianist for Ballet Academy East. There were two girls that taught pre-ballet. And on the side, they had a little band, and they wrote their own songs about dating and their own dating experiences. And they, their act was a little cabaret act, and they had little black dresses, and they put their Casio on an ironing board and just pressed the buttons for the chord and the rhythm. Huh. And they just sang this song to the Casio, and they just had their insta-band. Um, Mary, Marianne just came to watch the show um, last week. She came not in the fourth, the week before, and she came with her husband, her two kids, and huh. a bunch of people from Connecticut. Oh my and god! They sat in the front and laughed until they cried. Excellent. Uh, it was just such a great experience to see the songwriter just so, just remembering these songs. You know, she hasn't touched them in in a couple decades. Um, but she, her husband said to me, "This show is exactly what these songs needed," and that meant a lot to me. I was That's really great. happy to hear someone say that to me because I, you know, she had she had her own following. They had her, their own fans, and mostly gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, those were her their their fans. Right. So I was, hap- I was really happy to hear her husband kind of um, bring that around full circle. And um, Leah, Leah is, lives on Staten Island. She has two children also, and uh, she's coming to see the show in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. But they've been very supportive from the beginning. They've seen every incarnation from the one I did in Pittsburgh. That's where I started it. I did it then again at the Triad in 2015. Leah was there for that. And now I and then I did a reading, a produced backers um, reading. She was there for that. And she's been very, very supportive this whole time. So you've even conquered the, another demographic. You got you you had the 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 table from Connecticut come and see it, <laughs> and they were laughing like anyone from the village or 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 Washington Heights or wherever. Oh no, they just you know it's just funny even because even when you look at the girls, you're like these are not real people. You it, it's immediate to you that they're not real people and what they're wearing, their costume, like you would never go to a bar in a leopard print uh, cheetah dress, you know, in black fishnet leggings and have a, a bustier uh, hair uh, with, with black roots. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to possibly disagree because that sounds, I'm just going to say I, I, I may have seen them somewhere before. Um, oh, so you may have done that. Okay, well, uh, easy. I'm glad you may have seen it. Okay, easy. Not on the air, um, <laughs> Stephen. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to hear the show's doing well. I look forward to hearing that it gets extended and extended and extended, and off to Las Vegas, and then off to the United Kingdom and around the world. Uh, I wish you that, luck Jay. with it. Be brilliant. I will tell our listeners exactly how they can get tickets and how to laugh until they cry. I uh, appreciate that. Thanks. Hope to see you there. Most definitely. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Ciao.